What prevents awakening? Well, to get at the answer to this question, I have to come at it from a few different angles. So first of all, I always have to point this out that what is meant when we talk about awakening ultimately is not an event. It's not something that happens in the future. It's not something that is marked by a change in your belief system. It's a complete dissolution or dissolving of the illusion of what you take yourself to be into something far more vast, more fluid, more real, and more indescribable, non-conceptual. So a word for this, paradoxical. So understand the ultimate context of this is that awakening is fully experiential in the sense that it has nothing to do with understanding or belief. The journey has to be taken, and this is not a journey in time. It's a journey through the veils of illusion, a journey into a more primary, undeniable sense of being. So when we talk about what prevents awakening, understand that awakening already is. The illusion of the separate self, the illusion of the self moving through time, the illusion of the one that has to self-protect, defend itself, solve some fundamental problem about itself, that illusion, and it is an illusion, is what is dispelled. And then what is revealed is already the case, always has been, always will be. And even that doesn't touch it because there's no has been and will be, there's no past and future. It's an experience of eternity, which means not bound by the illusion of time. So what prevents or obscures the direct and thorough knowing of this, living out of this? Well, one thing is the insistence that the way I think the world is, the way I see the world conceptually is true, is right. Now, it can be very scary to let go of our own paradigms about life, about ourself, because we've convinced ourselves that those paradigms are what have helped us develop have helped us accomplish. And perhaps to some degree, they have. But we bought into an illusion many years ago. And within that illusion, there are better and worse paradigms, better and worse ways of seeing the world. But they're all based on a fundamental illusion. Now, when that illusion is dispelled, we see 
that the whole value system of better and worse, of seeing the world in a different way to make yourself feel better, really is just part of the problem. Because to depend on paradigms, to depend on views and changing of views, to feel some satisfaction is really a fool's game because any view is ultimately an illusion because it negates other views. And what you are or what is holds no view. It's not divided, it's not fractured, never has been, never could be. So there's a massive amount of freedom and peace in living this, but we have to let go of our precious views, specifically the views about ourself, the views about how I'm sure the world is. Now, that's a bit of a general way of saying it. There's a more specific or perhaps technical way of talking about this that I do think is important. And that is to see how is a view formed? What is a view? How do we feel like a view is very real? How do we see the world through a belief or a paradigm such that we feel a strong tendency to preserve that view? Why? Or how? Is that even actually happening? So we take up an investigation to look into this of thought. How are we interacting with our own thoughts? To do this, it helps to slow down. Really slow down and just look at what's actually happening in the psyche, in the mind. How does a thought form? Where does the thought form? Now, I don't want you to conceptualize this. I want you to observe this to slow the mind down. Become aware of the next thought as it forms. What does it feel like? What do you feel like as the experiencer of thought? Does it feel like there's distance between you or whatever is aware of thought and the thought itself. If there's an uncomfortable thought, where is the reaction to it? Where does that form? Is it within the thought? Is it something that's aware of the thought? Is there even a gap between the thought and that which is aware of the thought such that a reaction can arise? What if we notice a thought that we enjoy? An imagined world where we're enlightened or we're eternally happy. What do we feel? Do we feel an attachment to that thought? How does that attachment form? Where does that attachment form? Slow down and look. Now, if you're following this experientially, you're in good territory. You can do this on your own. 
and it leads to a very surprising revelation. It's a very potent exploration, but you have to be granular about it. You have to slow down, really look at what's happening in real time as a thought seems to appear, as the unseen thinker seems to react to it. What is the nature of that reaction? Or is the reaction another thought? Look closely. This leads to the second uh, thing or aspect that prevents awakening or gets in the way of dispelling this illusion of the separate self. That is a mistrust in ourselves, in our own capacity. So when I tell you, you can do this, you can slow down enough to see the process of grasping a thought, rejecting a thought, reacting to a thought. And you can slow down enough to directly explore what is it, if anything, that's actually doing that. Where does the reaction form? How does it form experientially in real time? You have the capacity to do this. But what I find, and I found through interacting with many, many people engaging this process, is that it takes them a while to really trust themselves enough to slow down this much. Trust themselves enough that they have the capacity to see in a way that truly dispels all illusion. You do have that capacity, absolutely. I can't give it to you. No spiritual teacher can give it to you. The best spiritual book you've ever read can't give it to you. It can help you orient to the space, but you have to ultimately take this sort of leap into yourself, into your own capacity to wake up, not to some idealized belief about awakening or what someone else describes, but to wake up to what's happening right now. One thought at a time. One moment of clear awareness. One moment of undivided experience where you can't find an inside and you can't find an outside. This is the path to awakening. And it's not a path because it's not taking you out of experience. In one sense, it's the end of paths. And awakening isn't something later and it's not an event. It's already here. So it's just kind of a stopping, a stopping of a momentum of mind, a stopping of a momentum of reacting to thoughts. But you don't have to know all that. You just have to trust yourself and trust that you have a right to investigate this. Now, this often comes through a combination of curiosity, like what the heck is actually going on? What is this illusion of thought that I've been subject to for so long? What the heck is it that's beyond thought? What's here when I let go of all these concepts, all this struggle? What does it mean to so fully trust myself that I let go of everything right now? That kind of curiosity is powerful, but it's usually a combination of that and this instinct that suffering 
this kind of suffering up here is not your birthright. It's not your natural state. It's not who or what you really are. That we're not here to suffer. That often spurs us into a sort of desperation where there's nowhere else to look because everywhere else we've been looking has been in thoughts. We've been looking in, finding new ways to think about ourselves. Positive thinking, different thinking, trying to change our thoughts around, trying to see the world differently, but it doesn't work, does it? It still feels very enclosed. When we get to that place, there's a sort of desperation. Where else can I look? Well, there's one last place. And it's right where you're looking from. From that place, nothing gets in the way of awakening. There's no illusion to dispel. There are just thoughts. And thoughts are like ghosts, unimportant. Fluctuations in consciousness. So what is it that holds all of this? Or what is it that releases all of this instantly, endlessly? What is it that encapsulates or fully dissolves all perceptions? all of what you've taken yourself to be such that there are no limits anymore. No boundaries, no need for a center, no need for a paradigm, no need for a single belief or thought. That's right where you already are. You just have to stop trying to get somewhere else. Stop using thoughts to mistrust your own experience. Stop believing stories about later when. And just fall back into this. That's already here. Always just this. <laughs>